0: On day one, and I get a He's taken the cover of that! A splendid goal from Sean McCune, which gets Spurs off to a fire. You are listening to A Bit (laughs) Spursy. I can't remember how the rest of the Wicked Spursy intro goes.
1: Oh, okay. So because you were clapping as we're, we're recording this over Zoom, it just muted your clapping. So I didn't hear any of the noises of what you were saying or what you
0: were clapping. There. Zoom just went, you know what? This is not important. <laughs> well, I just, I've been triggered because I saw someone on Twitter, like did a list that was like top five Spurs podcast intros. And we weren't on there. I mean, Wicked Spurs, you we weren't on there either. But, um, nor was, I think the extra inch was like second. And then apart from that, none of them I listened to, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to try, uh, change things up to get on one of these best intro lists.
1: I like it to try, but uh, the way to change that was to bootleg Wicked Spursy's
0: intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the way he goes Wicked Spursy like that. It's, mm. it's really sultry. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do fight, maybe I'll do fighting cock next week. It's yeah. fighting that would be like it goes for quite a while. So, <laughs> um, and then we
1: finally can at these people who made this list and go like,
0: <laughs> what do you think now? What do you? Yeah, use? what do you think? <laughs> We've got all of the ones that you listed on our podcast, so yeah. I guess that makes us number one. Or is this a <laughs> sham list for charlatans?
1: <laughs> We've got a whole medley now, so I guess we are <laughs> the list.
0: Yeah, we are the list.
1: Get off Twitter. <laughs> which i think is good advice just in general across the board
0: oh across the board regardless of uh, any list that you're posting or or any non-lists it's still a good good piece of advice
1: yeah i I don't know if you ever do this but sometimes i'll be like you know what i'm gonna say this on twitter and then i go to start typing it and i maybe type like the first half of the tweet or even the full tweet and then i just go you know what i can't be bothered like i can't Mm. be bothered with there's not going to be like, you know, a pleasant discourse about this. It's just going to be like abuse. <laughs> what are you saying, you plastic wanker? And so yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I can't be bothered tweeting this. I'm not like, there's no reason to do it. I, I'm not going to gain any discussion from this. It's just going to, it's just going to be annoying.
0: Well, it's like, I mean, I had a brewing experience the other week when someone posted about possible managers post Conte and one of them was Ange Postacoglu and they were like, oh, it reminds me of Nuno. And I replied with, he's nothing like Nuno. Do you mean you don't want to have to Google him? In quotation marks, quoting what Danny Rose said as a joke, right? Of course you have to. And then uh, someone <laughs> someone liked that tweet and then <laughs> had a huge problem with the fact that the, my profile picture on Twitter is the Spurs Against Nazis, mm. which I just didn't think that anyone would have a problem with maybe ever. Yeah. Um. But he, he, he did. And he said, get your political shit, uh, off, uh, our badge. Um, and so then I replied with, um, a historical article about the, um, the organization Spurs Against Nazis mm-hmm. from the 1970s to which he replied. Um, oh, yeah, I just think people throw that word around too much these days. Oh and, oh, and of course there was the, didn't my granddad and his buddies beat them in in the 1940s? It's such
1: a weird way to take something. someone saying something like that.
0: But also it was funny because he liked my reply. So he had no problem with the reply, but then he caught the profile picture and went into a white hot rage. Just absolutely unhinged. It's so weird <laughs> it's though so that
1: funny. it seems like that he in essence, at the end, agreed with you, but <laughs> wanted to still argue on the point initially. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, it's basically just going, you know what? I hate racists. Oh, get that political
0: shit out of here. I also hate them though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, but the word Nazi bandied around too readily. So, like, well, it's not me. This is an organization. This is 50 years old. Like... <laughs> when is it bandied
1: around whenever it's used i'm like yeah fair like call nazis nazis like Mm, mm. i haven't seen like it misused a multiple amount of times
0: i was like do i reply because i googled tottenham nazis and the amount of stories of like x teams uh supporters do salutes x team supporters do blah 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 um did you know, though, that what I did learn, did learn, did learn while, while doing this research is that the Nazi flag once flew above White Hart Lane really? when Germany played England. Yeah. In 1935. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a,
1: ooh, that's a bit of, I was going to say that's a bit of a, um, what was the, what was the big, it was the hit, was it the Hindenburg? Was that a Zeppelin? Yeah. I was going to say, oh, that's when the Zeppelin dropped as if that was a saying, but <laughs> I know the penny drops, but <laughs> is that an old saying, an old timey saying? I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think so. It sounds like, like my mum, well, not even her, my grandmother hearing about the new Led Zeppelin album. That's uh, what it yeah. sounds like.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot more likely. I think.
0: Mm. You know, I'm going to mm. do
1: my own research into that and see. <laughs> I'll be Googling and it'll say nothing. It'll just go... Did you mean something that actually exists?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I just need to say one last thing. He then replied with a screenshot uh, of a search on Google with the question, "What does Nazi stand for?" Mean is what the question was, and then it's what the what Nazi stands for. Like I, like that. I don't know how that clarified any of his. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to show Barney. What does Nazi
1: stand for? Mean <laughs> search.
0: <laughs> so confusing. Anyway, um, lovely to interact. Lovely yeah. to interact. <laughs> lovely to communicate in the online space. Um, <laughs> uh, always a pleasure on Twitter. Back to the the, the football. Oh, the other thing is uh, all the other podcasts. I realize they go, I I'm uh, blah blah blah, and I'm here with my, and it's always like my. Um, sidekick, right hand man, best friend. We don't have that. We've just got each. We just say Dan and Barney. Do we need something?
1: Yeah, we just said. Do we even say that today? I don't think we did.
0: Um, we didn't.
1: I don't. Do we need something? We could ask Chat GPT to write us an intro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can do that for next episode and see what that comes up with. Sounds good. Uh yeah. It, it could be good. It could be good, but mm. <laughs> t- to be decided. Next week
0: we will we'll debut one. That sounds good to me. Sounds good. Um, so, news as of two hours ago, uh, Dan, is that <laughs> uh, apparently we're talking to Sporting again about uh, Poro. We're offering 37 million euros plus add ons and discussing one player to be included as part of the deal.
1: Mm. Imagine if they get mm. the paperwork wrong and they send Harry Kane to Portugal.
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That'd be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. H- who would go to Portugal? Like,
1: Emerson is the one that probably makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. In the fact that his playing time would be reduced quite a bit, he speaks the language. I don't know. That's all i am going on. Mm. <laughs> but I who else would we send out to Sporting? Jed Spence. Do you think Jed Spence would go to Sporting? Uh, maybe. Actually, I don't know. It could be. It could be good for him. Yeah, like it could be a good opportunity for him if if he was on to go. It it surely has to be some like one of Spence. I don't think it's going to be Doherty because that would upset Harry Kane so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they can't do that. Uh,
1: suddenly Poro would be coming into to movie club Mm-mm. and it would just be
0: just, just curtains. Be, Harry Kane don't like subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess if it is Spence,
1: great. If it is Emerson, also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know, given all this other news that has come out around like Paratici and all these other bits mm. and pieces, it just feels like I forgot about just transfers in general, that we were just in the middle of
0: a window. Yep. Yep. I agree. And to me, this, this, uh, negotiation, the way it's gone feels very, the old days of Daniel Levy, uh, which makes me think that he's the one doing it because it's taking so long uh, it's been so dragged out And we're talking to them again With We haven't even, it doesn't seem like we've upped our price We're just coming back with the same price <laughs> um, But I think that's a, you know, who knows what's going to happen there We don't, so um, Let's move on to the man himself
1: Oh No, that's the wrong clip
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's he been doing? doing? What's he
0: up to? Paratichi. Paratichi
1: watch. Yes, a somewhat illegal Paratichi watch.
0: We need to get some kind of like prison blues kind of um, change up to that or, or some kind of, I don't, I don't know, criminal music. <laughs> Whatever that is. There we go. The prison one. <laughs> the prison one. Fantastic. <laughs> I really felt like I was in a cold cell with a man who has committed crimes of the financial kind. Of the financial kind, because he was still sitting in the crowd at Fulham. He was.
1: <laughs> it just seems so weird to hear just like, someone's been banned for 30 months. Oh, the whole of Europe is going to ban him. And then he's just sitting there like chewing gum and got his headphones
0: in at Craven Cottage. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing to me, I still feel like I'm pretty hazy on it. I know he's been banned for 30 months. From Italian football dealings, does that mean we can't buy anyone from Italy anymore? Um, does that mean uh, you know there's that whole—is it going to extend to England? Is it extending to the whole of Europe? Um, what's the go? Maybe that was his final game—he's ever going to be able to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> he's not even allowed to watch football no. anymore. So all the streamers, like all the streaming services, just have to like—you can't connect it to his house. You just are not allowed to. He's got to be removed from the game and he will just be put in an echo chamber to scream at himself.
0: Yeah. Oh, and watch. He's allowed to watch the A-League.
1: <laughs> yeah, but A-League he can watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that would be like A-League would be like, you know what? We could get in this sporting director. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, not banned here. That's a pretty big name get. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm. I'm still a little hazy on the whole extent of it, but my understanding is there was basically some false accounting, yeah i what I love, which also is it's like it's not good, but I'd love just if you step back and look at it as a as a story, is apparently you know Paratici has a little black book where it's like, ah, uh, I keep track of all my
0: shady dealings in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no one will find this <laughs> it's invisible at night. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And it's, like, I, I don't know what's to the extent has been found in that, but obviously something if he's been banned. Yeah. I, I heard someone said that, like, apparently we overpaid for Romero or we offered to overpay for Romero to help Juve out with some, some pricing or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we overpaid so that, uh, I don't know. I don't really understand what that. So he's got a book of the true true figures, and then there's the false figures that have been reported. Um, I also read that they got him because... <laughs> There's an audio recording of him saying, if someone catches us, we're fucked. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had not heard that. That is so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's guilty. He's done. he's guilty. He's so guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So guilty. He's guilty. There's no real chance to appeal. Cause I, I was reading things saying, oh, he could appeal, Spurs might try and appeal, all that sort of stuff, but mm. it sounds like he's very guilty. Um, and multiple people are caught up in this. Interestingly, remember however long ago it was, three months, four months, when we were first talking about 50 people being charged with things in Italy and and then everything was dropped. And we said at the time, mm. we were like, bit weird that you go like 50 people are looked at. Okay, everything's dropped. We'll just move on. It's like something's surely going to come back and it's come back now.
0: I mean, he just, even obviously you're reading so much into his face, but watching the footage you him at the Fulham game. I was like, you look guilty. Yeah. You stink of guilt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely just fumigating guilt everywhere. Mm. I really wonder why, what's going to happen and like when we're actually going to hear something from the club on this because you assume that he has to cease all activity regarding any sort of transfers. And with that, you would then assume that he would have to, like Spurs couldn't hire him. Like surely no football club can be employing him. As part mm. of this band, because otherwise he can just sit in an office and he could just mime through a window, like play charades and get mm. someone on the other side to go off and make the deals.
0: Yeah. He's in like a glass um, cage, like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Strapped in with a little mask yeah. on. Yeah.
0: And the little, ed- the
1: little earphones just going up mm. to his ear. Yeah. Although the phone, it can't actually connect to anyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just really want to know what happens now I do too I also want to know why nothing has happened yet
1: hmm. Like
0: I understand that he can appeal And I understand that it's unclear as to where the jurisdiction of this ban sort of ends But we seem to only, you know, I we have signed other players but Euro, uh, not <laughs> Europe, Europe seems like a place where we buy players from. Um, Italy specifically, you know, there's this kind of like, you know, the two best signings we've made under Paratici's sporting directorship. Yeah. Um, came from Juve. So.
1: Well, and also, um, Romero came from Juve as yeah, well. True. for Part of for mm. part of his fee. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a lifeline that we've we've had cut off. Mm. Yeah, I I really, it's really weird Like, usually when people are under investigation for, I guess, probably more serious crimes The the employer, the club, whatever, comes out and it's like, this person's been placed on indefinite leave Yeah Whilst this is being investigated But I have not seen a single thing yet Nothing This, like, mixed in with the stuff about the um, Qatari Investment Fund And Mm. and the fact that we're in the transfer window There's going to be figures released about, like, profits and losses after the window ends Mm. Um, there's so much up in the air at the moment, whether, where we'll finish for the end of the season, Conte, Hurricane, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. There's a lot going on and we don't really have clarification on anything.
0: Yep. It's funny how there's sort of the way the balance works in a football club is when there is, uh, war, especially in our case at the moment, when there's a lot going on behind the scenes, there's nothing going on on the pitch. When there's a lot going on on the pitch, there's nothing going on behind the scenes. Um, and we are fulfilling that. Uh, balance, we're bringing the yin and yang together yep. in a beautiful way. In in Juventus colours, after all.
1: <laughs> totally. I, I, really, I really wonder what, what's going to happen here with this because, you know, conversely, old mates up the road, Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> their spending has been absolutely insane. Mm. And we were looking into this a little bit today. I didn't realise that they had spent almost half a billion pounds over this and the last window. It's wild. Insane. It's just mm. absolutely crazy. And mm. I'm not looking at this in the sense of like, oh, wow, I wish we were doing that. Not even in the slightest. I'm just like, Chelsea were like this evil, <laughs> this evil nemesis, which, you know, finally Abramovich went. Finally, it's like, all right, someone else is coming in. And then the spending is even more irresponsible from what it seems. And he's like trying to find loopholes of like, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make the contract, uh, over 75 years and spread out that transfer <laughs> fee, nice and thin, real nice and thin. So it doesn't even really make a dent on FFP. They won't do anything. Mm-hmm. That's my top ball. I don't yep. know if he talks like
0: that, but that's, that's, that's Todd. That is, I, I got, I could see Todd, all I could see was Todd, <laughs> you disappeared.
1: This is just smug looking, Ugh. I hate it. I hate him so much. I hate Chelsea now. It's, in a way, it's nice because now it's given me something to focus on other than the Spurs. Like, now I can go back to focusing on my hatred for Chelsea.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel. I, I hate them so much. I think what's interesting is that it's not like there's been this outlay of players. Oh, sorry. Outlay of cash to bring in players that, are these superstars? And it's like, wow, they spent half a billion dollars and they signed Mbappe and they signed Haaland and they signed who's that other really good striker? What's his name? Um, but um, no, no. <laughs> my head, I was going, say Soldado, say Soldado. <laughs> yes. And they didn't sign Soldado. <laughs> um, and uh, Berbatov still retired, but they <laughs> like the plays they signed are all like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Uh, you've massively overpaid for them. And also now you've locked them in for seven, eight year contracts where there's going to come to a point pretty rare for players that don't play at Tottenham Hotspur to stay at a team for that long. And you're going to have to pay them out or, or I guess the other team, you know, cause if you're trying to move them on and you're trying to move on a, a Wesley Fofana and he's still got four years on his contract, you know the other club is not going to be like no probs. There, Chelsea are going to have to be the ones to pay it out.
1: Oh, definitely, because like you can't have someone like like Budrick coming in on eight and a half year contract. Mm. Like he, that's not going to be a small amount that he's on. Um, like you're really banking that he's going to become an absolute superstar, and in four or five years or three years or whatever, a PSG go yeah, we're going to spend 150 mil on on him now. But you're right, mm. if if things don't go uh, to plan on that, you then suddenly have this player who's probably on like eight, nine, ten mil a year in in, in pounds. And <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're not gonna go, yeah, you know what, I'll go to Wolves for half of that right now. Yeah. It's like, no, pay out my huge, ginormous contract. It's mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. Like I know certain American sports have longer contracts like this and and stuff as well, but they have a completely different sy- There's no transfer system with any of their things. Um, so this is just really, and they have salary caps and all these other things to, to do, and you can like get rid of, it, it's a totally different system. Mm. This mm. seems just so like shady in the sense they've clearly gone, well, here's how we can exploit things. And like, I, I just can't believe, like <laughs> I just cannot believe the, the minimum contracts they've been giving out for all of these signings is six years.
0: Yeah. I, I, to me... I think it's shady and obviously they're, they're trying to find loopholes, but I don't see a world in which this doesn't bite them so hard on the ass where they have all these players on these huge contracts and you know, the, the, the chance of, uh, is it Mudrick? Is that how you say his name? Uh, M- M- Mudrick, Madrick, uh, Mudrick, Mudrick, uh, probably Mudrick, yeah, sure. probably Mudrick. I'm going to call him Mr. 8.5. So like Mr.
1: 8.5. So it sounds like we're watching like a manpower show or something. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. 8.5. We'll take Uh, you. Mr. (laughs)
0: 8.5. Like if you think about the probability of him becoming this like world-class winger, Mm. it's very small. Oh yeah. Even if you've got all the statistical knowledge in the world, the probability of that actually turning out because of all these indirect effects is so small. The probability of him sort of maintaining the levels that now for a bit and maybe getting a little bit better is a bit higher. It's such a poor investment in terms of like the risk, which to me, there's no, you know, people talk about levy and short-termism with how we've been hiring and firing managers. But this to me is incredible short-termism. Like you're just absolutely cooking yourself in the future. Unless there's, I mean, I'm I'm not financially literate. I don't know. Maybe there's something that, Todd Bowley knows that I don't.
1: No, I, I think it is very short term in this because as well, you've got, if they've got a squad of 25 players, you can't just keep doing this and adding it up because then you mm. you'll have like 70 players on your books. Like mm. it's, I think it's, I, and I really hope that it, it comes back in a few years as like, wow, this was really, really stupid. And what they thought they could just come in and do to Chelsea. They had no idea what they were doing. Um, and it's just
0: completely backfired on them. And then the club goes bankrupt and the club doesn't exist anymore. That would be nice. Well, to me, this is like the inciting incident of a club going bankrupt, like this kind of behavior. Yeah. Where they have, uh, you know, Stanford Bridge is what, 30, is it 38,000 people?
1: Something like that. Or maybe like low 40s at most.
0: Yep. So matchday revenue is not, you know, it, it's good, but it's not, you're not selling you know, 62,000 tickets. Um, (laughs) And and then obviously they're a global brand, so they make money that way. They've got sponsorships. Yeah. There must be some balancing of the books here where they have, surely there is a plan of what they're going to do with these players.
1: It's going to be so funny if they miss out on Champions League though, because then that's like a hundred mil gone and there's Mm. no way possible that they could balance these things that way. And I was reading, too, that apparently UEFA are bringing in some financial and sustainability rules. Sounds a lot like another another old scheme we heard of called uh, <laughs> financial fair play. Yeah. Um, and apparently these rules come into effect from, like, next year, and it allows you to spend 90% and then 80% and then 70% of, of the income on wages, agent fees, and, and transfer costs. So yep. is this another attempt at UEFA trying to bring in some sort of ffp and if it is they didn't uphold the last one and as soon as any of the big clubs got caught with anything they just turned around and were like oh naughty city oh yeah naughty psg (laughs) oh Mm. here's a little slap you don't do that again Mm. so Mm -hmm. it's like what what why do we suddenly think that they're going to have a backbone and actually clamp down on this now well
0: i think there's yeah i think you're totally right but also there's this issue where if you've got nation states buying clubs and the nation states that own the national airline of the nation that they are and then that airline sponsors the team and then UEFA goes um that seems a bit off they can be like well it's actually not I mean it's coming from you know our country and uh it's completely separate you can like there's like how uh, are UEFA actually supposed to do anything yeah the issue comes with even letting you know, those kind of uh, biz- businesses in quotation marks in, which we've spoken about at length and I'm not going to go into again, but there's so, like, that is such a major factor in how fried the the system is that, yeah, I, I, I can't see a world in which they do enforce it. Uh, like, I can't believe that Juventus got done for doing what they did. But mind you, Juventus blow up, like, seemingly every five years. so
1: Yeah, and now you get penalised with relegation and then just come back and, <laughs> yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. And it is very hard to do it because, let's say, next season, the Saudi Investment Fund, they go, you know, suddenly Newcastle have the, you know, um, and an airline on the top of their shirt. And then it's mm. like, well, hang on, no. in Back in Saudi Arabia, we really value airlines massively. They're the most, like they're the most valuable things in the whole world. So this is a 5 billion pound deal. And that's, mm. that makes sense for us back home. Mm. It's like, well, how far are you really going to go into it?
0: And how far can you actually feasibly go into it? Like how open are the books? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, they cook themselves and, and by proxy cooked my enjoyment of football, but I'm just going to hang on to that a bit where it's like. at. <laughs> You do this to yourselves, even though I uh, and millions of people are adversely affected by it.
1: Totally, and like, look how like you know Qatar pulled off the World Cup, and now no one's really talking about Qatar anymore, and <laughs> yeah. all the things that happened there. So, like, people have a very short um, memory span, and they're just going to move on from these things. Also, th- like, these states have so much money that there's just going to be more and more cover-ups. Like, there was that thing I think that came out last year, or even the year before about Man City, one of their sponsors was some like made up gambling company. And it was like (laughs) supposed to be based in Thailand, but there's like no site or or the website is like a landing page. There's like one dude who's got it registered under his name and a reporter went out there and it's like just some random street vendor shop. And it's (laughs) just completely, you know, it's ridiculous, but Mm. it's just going to get more creative in the way that they just, like, if you've got, you know, trillions of dollars. Mm. You can spend like a few mil on setting up a completely fake company to then like sponsor however much like it's, there's, I I think you're right. Ultimately, like there is no way to stop this, but I would still like UEFA to to at least try
0: a little bit more. And I I understand this idea of, you know, reducing the amount of spend. And if you think about clubs that are run to be self-sustaining like Spurs, you're like, well, great, because that's good for us in terms of our income. But the whole thing, like you were saying, gets circumvented if you create shell companies in Southeast Asia um, that then donate millions of dollars to yeah. the club. So,
1: And I, and I'm and like, like, you know, we spoke on, on in depth about this in the last couple of episodes that there are just so many fans who have turned the corner now and they don't seem to care. <laughs> like mm. they don't seem to care about these issues. I don't know, maybe because these issues have been raised so much with, like Chelsea, City, Newcastle, Qatar, and then people, they just completely desensitized to, to any of this and they just want to win. They just want their club to win. So yeah, I think it'll just keep happening and it's it's quite sad, but yeah, I was just gobsmacked that they've that Chelsea have spent that much and it's so funny that they're still down in like 8th or 10th or wherever they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Dan, I just remembered there was a game on that we haven't mentioned. Oh once. yeah. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) We have mentioned it in a, we said Paratishi was at Craven Cottage. (laughs) That's true. That's true. With, but we're half an hour in now and we haven't, we mentioned that the sporting director who was a criminal was at Craven Cottage and that's it.
1: Yeah. People could be listening to this and going like, was there even a game there? Was he just hanging around? What's going on? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was just, he just put up
0: like this live stream of him just sitting there. I'm going to go and hide out at Craven Cottage. (laughs) (laughs) no one will ever find me there no one would ever suspect me at the cottage
1: yeah Uh, yeah, okay okay, we should we should talk about the game so a full disclaimer before we get into it I watched two-thirds of it Mm. um, before we're recording you watched the full game I did so I guess let's start with uh, we don't normally we don't always go into team selection and those sort of things but um, Mm. did you have any thoughts about team selection when that came out
0: I was surprised that Sar nor Brian Hill got uh, got close to the team they weren't even on the bench um apart from that I was surprised to see the same lineup um but uh, yeah no not really
1: were you happy to see Son This, this this is a very loaded question for me I I was pretty disappointed that again seeing Son just still in the team um, yeah. I'm like, just drop the guy, and I, I, I love Son. He's like my favorite player. Like, just drop him for a little bit. Just, it's just not working right now. Just mm. drop him. And in this yeah. game, I saw stats afterwards that he like he lost the ball eleven times. Um, mm. He didn't look very good. Every time he's getting, it, I don't think he's looking productive at all.
0: No, he's not. I think I was the same. I was disappointed. I was like, really? Are you playing him again? Really? Like, which makes me think that the choice is sure. Richarlison apparently is not well ready to start but I also think that the the issue is that they're trying Conte's trying to get Son to do something that Son's sort of not suited to in terms of like you know when he receives the ball back to goal like he's not good at that totally um and you know that he loses the ball all the time when he does that so I'm like are you just trying to play him until he gets it is that the plan um because it's not working like it's just yeah, he was, again, just like a passenger. And uh, worse than a passenger, he was losing the ball. Um, like, the level of production that Kulisevsky had on his side of the pitch versus Sons was unbelievable. Um, I also thought, uh, I mean, Larice wasn't really tested, but he had a better game. Um, I thought Emerson Royale was great. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen him play.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> which is a surprise. I feel like Royale, he does this a little bit to us, that it's like, oh, no, nah, he's just not suited, not suited. And then he'll have, like, a one really good game. Like, I think mm. maybe he had one against Liverpool last season or or someone like that where you go, oh, okay, mm. maybe it will work. Maybe there is something there. But you still know, I guess, overall, it's like, ah, it just feels very, very temporary um, with him. But I'm mm. glad for him that he had a uh, that he had a good game because you know, the, the amount of like abuse he gets and all that, which is just absolutely ridiculous.
0: The amount of confidence he has as well for the amount that he does make errors is hilarious. Like I love it. Um, (laughs) I also feel that, you know, the last game that Doherty played was the North London Derby. And since then Emerson playing against city, like I thought Emerson was quite good against city. And then he was again, quite good today. So fingers crossed this continues. Yeah. Do I think it will? No, I've been burnt two in before. <laughs> but yeah, th- that was good to see. I thought um, I thought Perisic was awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, I've been a bit disappointed with per- Perisic so far this season. Mm. Apart from dead balls. Sure. Great. Dead balls. He's put in some nice crosses. We've scored some headers, especially earlier in the season from that. But I think for what we thought we were getting, like we know Perisic is old, like he's, he's what, 34. Mm. Um, 33, 34. But what we thought, it's like, oh, here is a player who knows Conte's system so well. He's going to slot right in such a good delivery on him, completely both footed. And wow, he's really going to be able to sort of lead this team in a sense, or like lead them into the Conte promised land. Mm. But yeah, I think he's just been quite, quite flat and disappointing overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He looks sort of like off it pace wise, some of his decision-making, I'm like, mm. he, you know, anytime he's sort of got into a scoring position or even to a position to assist, he's kind of fluffed it. Like, yeah, I, from what we've bought, the thing, you know, I I liked Reguillon and I don't think Reguillon's perfect, but I'm like, is he worse than Perisic or Sessignon? Like, I don't think so.
1: We came into the start of the season and maybe we thought, Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me. If Seseyon kicks on, if we've got Perisic, then great. Our left side is kind of sorted for now, but mm. I really think that um your Doggy coming in next season is just going to slot straight into the f- like starting left wing back <laughs> spot. And yeah, I think it's like we we don't I don't feel that strong about our left side. We we've already talked a lot about our right side, but mm. The left side I, yeah i'm I'm a bit underwhelmed um, yeah so far, and I think that you know it's easy for people to blame other players uh such as you know just our beautiful general in the middle um <laughs> <laughs> no i' am i'm not I'm not good into that yet, but um <laughs> yeah like i I think that we're not really getting as much as we we need out of these wingbacks, and that's having such a big effect on the system. And then Conte is just stubbornly just sticking with it all.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. I did notice during the game he was more animated. Like, he looks broken. Uh, He looked broken. And today he was sort of closer to his sort of old self. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was boring. The game was boring as shit. Like, it it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: definitely in that camp now of I'm pining to just enjoy watching our team again. Like mm. that's where I'm. I'm sitting here. It's like I'm not. I, I want to sell the club and I want to b- buy every single top player in the in the universe. It's like I just want to enjoy watching Spurs, and just you know watch our watch our players play with some sort of freedom, some sort mm. of like excitement. Like it's just been too long since because <laughs> all the managers we've had, recently, none of them have like played really nice, exciting football, you could say that the last half of last season, Conte had us playing in a nice way where we would have four or five chances a game and we'd score some goals and we'd look really, mm. really cutting on those breaks. But mm. it's like, the more I'm seeing this, it's just, can we just have, can we just play in a way that's enjoyable? I don't, I don't even care if we lose anymore. Like, I just want to enjoy watching the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. We lose the ball after two passes, pretty much constantly every time we win it back we do one pass and if we don't go backwards we then do a really direct risky pass to try and cut through them and most of the time it doesn't come off and even if it does then there's someone there anyway and like what are the patterns because i'm not seeing i'm seeing looks like no one knows what they're doing um and they're just trying to get the ball forward quickly with no plan at all um so I don't know. Maybe this is maybe we had Patterns One last season. Now we're in Patterns One Point Five, the um, the the middle ground, the wasteland, and then we'll arrive at the promised land of um Patterns Two. Patterns Two, Patterns mm.
1: Two, which is all AI. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's what we have. What's um, what's Elon Musk's? Uh, is it Neurolink or whatever? The the thing. Oh, I don't know. The thing they're working on about putting chips in your brain so you're connected to the internet. Um, oh, I think it was something like that, Neuralink or something like that. We just need all the players to just have those implanted into them. So then Conte mm. can just be sitting down there and he can just type mm. in prompts into his little, little laptop mm. and he just controls the whole team exactly how he wants them to play. And then we're sorted. <laughs> then we'll probably mm. win. But yeah, until we get to patterns two, I'm i I'm not, I'm just not seeing, I'm just not seeing anything like in the Palace game, we I, we saw some signs of it when we had some of the goals, but now in games mm. like this, like we score from Kane just being like the best forward going round, yeah, and he just pulled that out of nowhere, and so this mm-hmm. is still when people are going like, "Oh, Haaland's so much more be- better than Kane overall." Like you <laughs> can't even compare the two. Haaland's really got him. It's like, are you serious? Like, yeah, Harry's so by far the better all round player. And mm. it's like, he's the one player who's a hundred percent thriving this season.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's bizarre how, how good he's been. And that goal was like fantastic. It was such a good goal. Um, um, I, I guess we, we also should talk about the, the Man City game. Um, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, how did you feel for, because that really was, uh, you know, we say so many times with Spurs, it's a game of two halves, but mm. that legitimately was as well. How mm. did you feel about the first half going into half
0: time and and sort of what we managed to do in that first 45? I think my mental state was like, oh, 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 oh. that was what was going to <laughs> my brain. Like, oh, a bit of a fluke. Oh, this is all oh, oh, great. Like, this is how we're going to win because we're going to sort of pounce on their errors and ride this out. Of course, that didn't happen. Yeah. That did not happen. Um, I can't actually remember all of the goals that they scored. All I remember is Lloris being bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think (laughs) that's just a constant state across everything. Mm. Um, (laughs) Imarez just basically absolutely started turning it on. Yeah. Second half and just ran it for City and... Like, he capped it off with that little goal where he, he he made the run in and he kind of, just, like, dinked it over Lloris. And mm. it was really the Mares masterclass in that second half. Yeah. Um, I remember going into halftime and, and seeing those two goals. And I thought we actually played pretty well in the first half overall. Yeah. Like, again, the commentators, ugh, they, I, they do my head in so much. Mm. Like, they were talking about, you know, like, oh, Man City, you've been a bit unlucky, yeah? They really should be, you know, going in with the lead. And you're like, are you serious? I don't think Man City have been controlling the game at all no. in that first half. And I thought, oh, our game plan of what it, it seems to be working. And we, yeah, we got a little bit lucky, especially with that um, Emerson's goal. Like that just mm. how that happened and opened up. But I was like, yeah, we're playing really well. I still thought though, oh, two goals at half time, That's a little bit too early. <laughs> for us to score those. Like, if we're scoring those around the 70th minute, I'm a lot more comfortable than if we score them going into halftime against Man City.
0: Yeah. I wonder what was said at halftime. Guys, go out there and shit the bed. <laughs> hey, why don't we all shit the bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Let's try a new pattern, everyone. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, pull down yeah. your pants and
1: let's all shit
0: the bed together. Let's Come on, let's shit the bed, guys. <laughs> um, Yeah, no idea. It was... It was awful. I mean, it's always awful to watch your team give away a league. Uh, there was this sense of um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like fate, or or, like it was always going to happen. Once the first one went in, I was like, we're done. Yeah, like we're we're not gonna. And it just looked like such a, a mess back there, um, and Lloris, just awful, um. So, yeah. Well, I, well, I think <laughs> I'm starting to see more that I think
1: it was something that Nathan A. Clark went into about we're not able to win the second balls consistently over a full game. And, there's you know, that's more why we are a, sec- we're a one-half team where we can mm. keep it up for a half, but we can't do it for a full game, um, especially playing multiple games a week, all that sort of stuff. So mm. it just shows us again. It's like another game there where we played well in the first half And then we played absolutely horrendously in that second half. And Mm. yeah, this is why I'm I'm like, there's, there's something with this system and how Conte's setting up to play that it can't just be every single time we can only play one half well, and then, oh, magically something goes wrong in the other half. It's like, Mm. there's something about the setup, about the tactics, which is leading this to happen because. I think in all the games recently, if we have played really well in the first half, we have not played well in the second. So we're set up for one half (laughs) and I think it's just been uh, a lot of games. It's been the second half where we're getting a bit of momentum and that's got us over the line a few times, but it just really feels like we're getting caught out now with this, with how we're playing and other teams don't seem as phased by the World Cup (laughs) as I thought they would have been.
0: We got rocked by the World Cup. We got absolutely rocked. We're still in shock over Salt Bay. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're having a meltdown over it. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. You've got five subs, right? And you know that you play a two midfield, playing against three a lot. We're not winning second balls. They're going to have to do a lot of work. We can manage one kind of good half and then we get overrun. Or sometimes we don't even manage that and we get overrun in the one half. You have other midfielders like use them, bring, bring someone, do a swap to a three man midfield in the second half, yeah. swap the, swap two of the midfielders out. Um. We've got the players to do it and we don't, it, we stick with it. And it's just like the, the sort of like determinism of just letting it happen over and over and over again is like, what are you watching? What are you watching? Yeah. Conte. <laughs>
1: What are you watching? Are you just sitting on your iPad mm. watching, I don't know, streaming Last of Us? Like, what's going on? Like Yeah, yeah. Family guy? <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> that. Hey, everyone, you got to see what's happening here with Stewie. <laughs> yeah. He's a baby, but he's really smart. Sorry, Antonio, does that mean you want me to go on or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I th- <laughs> I think, yeah, if we've got these two midfielders, like at the moment our, our preferred midfield pairing is Hojbjerg and Benteke when they're fit. And I feel like yep. because they're both players who get through a lot of work, it's almost like maybe that is a, in detriment to them and the system overall. Because if they couldn't get through quite as much work, then maybe Conte would have to go. Actually, okay, cool. I think I need to play three in there. But because mm. especially Kerr is just up and back all day, and 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 Horvath yeah. gets through a lot as well. So I wonder if like if they were weren't quite as fit. And then Conte would have maybe be forced then to go, okay, I need the third midfielder in. And then suddenly the workload in the middle of the pitch would be a little bit more balanced. Whereas I just feel like Hoybier and Benteke just easily get overstretched in there. Because to play the system, I think we need another midfield in there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I We've been waiting for the 3-5-2 since Conte signed. And it just has happened so rarely. Or one time it did happen and it was very average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I, I don't know. Apart from, I think maybe it was a
1: Brighton game where he switched at half time and went with it. And then we played really well and won the game. And I was like, oh, okay, mm. wow, maybe he is flexible. But we're just still not seeing it. So who knows at this stage, like, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. At last season when we were in, I guess, a similar position, probably a little bit worse off, um, I was just very, very confident and I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to, it's all going to start clicking and we'll get fourth. And mm. I never had a doubt last season about us getting fourth. This mm. season I'm, I'm, my gut is saying, I don't think we're going to make top four. No. Um, unless there is an absolutely miraculous turnaround. Yeah. We're losing to all, every single team above us and we know as well, like in titles that's not the most important thing but we're also not cleaning up against all the teams below us so no we're, it feels like we're kind of treading water in like that top six maybe possibly seventh sort of territory
0: yeah we're like making up the numbers and sure it's you know it's funny to be fifth and be whinging about you know the fact where we are on the table and the you know blah 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 but i guess you just kind of you, you are sort of in this no man i'm glad we're not 10th but <laughs> um, it, is, it doesn't make it any less frustrating.
1: You know, there is perspective on it that you see what's happening with Everton and Everton fans, like how they must feel right now. Um, mm. And yeah, perspective-wise, it's not that bad overall, but I think because it just felt like we were sort of heading in a direction and now, we've again, it seems like a, a bit of a false dawn and we're now going backwards, it just feels very, very flat and... You know, I'm not going to go complaining to an Everton fan about our situation, but it just feels disappointing. And it's just like, yeah, mm. ah, okay.
0: Mm.
1: Um, have you seen about it? So in uh, in Portugal, they've, they've started introducing white cards in games.
0: Oh my God. Is it a marriage?
1: Here comes <laughs> the bride,
0: white card. Imagine that. The ref's just like, you two, get married. Come on. it. <laughs> yeah. <together." laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Or is it like, you know, a builder's white card here in Australia where you need to have one to be on site? Is that what he's doing? He's like, I'm on site, guys. I've got my white card. <laughs> like players
1: are allowed now to question referees if, if they're supposed to be on the field.
0: Don't worry, i <laughs> yeah. got my white card. It's all good. It's all good. All good. All good. No, but what was what was the real? Not, enough of this silly billies. What what actually happened there?
1: So um, it was in a Women's Cup match uh, sporting Lisbon against Benfica. And I think there was... <laughs> the white card has been introduced as... Uh, it's like to to praise acts of fair play. I don't know if it has any power, but I think it's what? just like, if someone does something that would constitute fair play, they get a white card. And this was actually given to like medical staff who went and rushed to a fan who had fainted. But oh. I wonder if overall, this is being brought into the game more. And I would really like the idea of a white card if it carried... Some sort of benefit to it, like a white card maybe removes a yellow, so mm. if you just to be clear, this is not how it works, but it would make yeah. it more fun if you've gone in with a pretty average tackle on someone, um let's say you're emerson uh and you you've just you've just left a foot in lucky not to get a red, get a yellow, and then you spend the next ten minutes just trying to be a real good bloke
0: to everyone yeah. <laughs> I think it would add such a crazed dynamic to the game of like, like, you know, like, uh, like little kids when they want something and they're trying to impress an adult that they're like, I've picked up so many pieces of rubbish. Yeah. I'm just going to put them in the bin. <laughs> like that kind of, uh, wow, the game's still trying to be played. Like I don't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how it works. Maddie
1: Cash, you wait there. I'll grab the ball for you. No, 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 don't worry. I'll, I'll wipe mm. it down for you too. You can do a long throw. I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like what, what constitutes it? Is it like, and if it was to remove a yellow card, like you're setting up this dynamic of like, um, vengeance or like wrong and right. Like (laughs) if you get a white card, you're like, I'm going to absolutely fly in. Yeah. Now, because I know I got that white card, I got that angel card.
1: <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> what, if, what if you collect two white cards, and that just means you have absolute immunity for the rest of the game? <laughs> and then it's like, great. This sounds like something from our Billionaires Island, where they <laughs> reinvented. It their sounds own horrendous,
0: <laughs> but it would be fun to watch just like once. Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just once. I still. I wanna know the details. Like, did the medical you know, these people, medical professionals, doctors, physios, whatever, were they like, oh, God, we did we did lose the woman, but we did get a white card. And that's a good day.
1: <laughs> we got a standing ovation for uh yeah. Well done. Yeah, for that white card. We got the white card. It looked a bit weird the footage that the the referees like pointing at them as if you would point to like like you know when some players get a yellow card and then they just get up and mm. run away as if like the mm. the ref can't see me, they can't card me. <laughs> and mm. then the ref mm-hmm. will hold up the card and point at them really really dramatically. It was done in a similar way with a very very big over the top point, white card up. And then the, the like the the doctors just like walking around the the pitch to get back to where they were and they they looked a little bit like, "Oh, okay, I, I don't I don't know if I want all this attention on me right now." <laughs> yeah.
0: um, what a weird
1: We'll see. We'll see if it comes in, uh, in in other leagues, but I'd love to see it. I would, I'd love to see it. Mm. Um, Shall we move on to questions, Barney?
0: Let's absolutely move
1: on to some questions. Um, I'll start with asking you. So um, after one of the recent games, uh, Sammy Z on the Discord... Uh, yep. quick fired
0: us with a bunch of questions. <laughs> Went on a tirade of questions, like the Riddler.
1: Went on a tirade. Like the, it was the, it was very much Riddler-esque. <laughs> and as soon as the game finished, it was like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll get through them. Uh, we'll see, see if we can get through them all. Um, for question one, how do you explain the team's performance when they are nil, nil versus two nil? I think that's maybe two nil down.
0: I don't understand.
1: I think we've, I guess we've already spoken about how we feel that when we, if we, if we go down in the first half and we've played a bad first half, we come back in the second because we've got one good half in us. I think Uh that just explains the performance and we just have to be lucky at the moment that we are scoring more goals than the other team has scored Hmm. in their half when they are in control.
0: Or is it like the football can be a bit turgid when it's near all because we're trying to Draw the other team onto us, play through the press, and then score. And when we're too down, then we have to play more aggressively, basically, because they're not going to be coming onto us as much. Or if we're too up, then we would hope that they would be attacking, so we would be doing what we were doing at nil all, hopefully to greater effect.
1: Yeah, I th- that that probably makes sense as a better adaptation to that. Yeah, um, but yeah, that like <laughs> when there's no goals in the game, we're not doing well. Uh, mm. we need a goal mm. in the game to really kind of get things going. And if we're down, it's like, oh, screw this. All right, let's try Let's try anything. Mm. Um, mm. All right. Screw it. Don't listen to Conte. Let's do our own thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like remember at, like, um, at high school when the teacher would leave the room for five minutes and then it's like mm. people are up on tables. They're throwing like mm. erasers at the fans and seeing who it's going to hit bouncing off that. And it's just complete chaos. Um, mm. It feels like that's what happens when, maybe that's Conte's rule. And he's like, if you go down, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the players are like, oh, hey, boys, let's have a quiet first half. Let's maybe try and concede. Uh, mm. And then we got permission <laughs> to have uh, do whatever we want. Dad said we can have pizza.
0: Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I mean, it's a good enough explanation than any. It's closer than anything else we have. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want me to ask you this second one? Sure, go for it. All uh, right, because I feel like it's directed at you, so I'm gonna I, I think I should
1: I think it was because in this game I I praised Hoybeer like two times. And I, while well, one was mm-hmm. like and this was on our match day chat on the Discord, I think I said, Great tackle, Hoybeer, and another time, mm. oh lovely pass from Hoybier. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then I think right. this was there was an at. I did get
0: atted in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Secondly. How can you continue to defend Hoibier performances, specifically his passing decisions when the team is in an attacking buildup? How can you? (laughs) I love that. I felt so targeted with the way that you said it Mm. to me. I kind of liked it. Um, (laughs) uh,
1: Like, (laughs) I don't really want to open up the, like, Hoibier's, like, Pandora's box again and, Mm. and go into that, but... I honestly think if people look at the team and your biggest problem right now is Heubert,
0: mm.
1: how much football have you watched in your life? <laughs> because mm. how he could still be getting any criticism as the main flaw in this system. By now, we surely have seen that it's not him. Um, he scored four goals. He scored as many as Son this season. <laughs> he's he's he'd risen up. Like What about that goal he scored against Marseille? That was amazing. Mm. Mm. I think Heubert is playing... Hoiberg's H- playing fine. Like, there's, mm. he's not the problem area of the team. And in terms of his passing decisions when the team is in attacking buildup, I really... They haven't stood out to me that, oh, man, he's making such horrendous passes. Like, Conte's whole system, when it ideally is played, is on risky passes anyway. And I don't feel like the rest of the team is playing particularly cohesively either. So I feel like if anyone's still signalling out Hoiberg for any criticism... To me, that is just going off previous things and just not letting that whole idea go that, you know, Barty promoted to Spurs Twitter for months and months on the X-Ridge.
0: <laughs> Which is now redacted. <laughs> Which is now redacted. <laughs> um, I, think, I think you're right there. He hasn't um, done anything that, to me, has stood out above and beyond our bad play mm. generally. Like, it, he hasn't been the source of – it's not like everyone around him is playing perfectly and he just – every time it gets to him, he he trips over the ball. Like, that's just not what's happening. The other thing I think is that Hoiberg is a defensive midfielder, a centre defensive midfielder. His job is to mop up. Uh, he can pass pretty well um, most of the time. His role in attacking build-up, it's not really why he's in the team. The system that we're playing requires it to be so. It's a bit like if you had Harry Kane playing (laughs) centre-back. like He'd probably be all right, to be honest with you. But, like, (laughs) you know, he's he's having to stretch his role and his um, specifics. Sure, he plays, like, uh, more aggressive and in a more attacking midfield spot for Denmark, but international football is very different game. Um so uh, yeah, I think I'm just like defend you not de- like you if you're gonna <laughs> players can be good, players can be bad, they can be good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Um you can pr- you can say hey Emerson that was a um ridiculous nutmeg that you did and also the rest of the game you were terrible. Yeah. Like it's not so binary as to complimenting a player on a couple of good things means that you're, like, endorsing them as the future Ballon d'Or winner.
1: Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) And it's almost like sometimes there's this this feeling that you go through player ratings and it's like, all right, player rating time. Also a player, you say good or shit. Okay. Mm. Uh, Hurricane, good, Son, shit. (laughs) It's like, Mm. there's more to it than that. Um, I think, like, we all spoke about earlier today, Benteke, yeah, uh, in the middle, they're doing, they're they're really playing in a in a a three person role, and there's just two of them. And last season, even if we were playing a bit like that, Kane was dropping deeper more regularly, so you'd be very much it would be a small a shorter pass, just get it to Kane, and we go from there. So far, mm. far, this so much of this season, Kane has been pushing up, and Kane that effectively like removes that extra player that we were getting to come into mm. midfield to to get the ball, so. I honestly think that you have Hoybier in a three-man midfield and he would completely flourish and sort of silence everyone. But also I think he's doing a good job in the two and I just think that him and Benteke are overstretched and that's that's the end of it. I don't want to talk about Hoybier again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I won't be speaking about him again. I'm not speaking about him again. He will be bleeped from my ears. But I also feel like it's the discourse around him has moved on. Yeah. Where everyone's kind of settled down because people have sort of seen uh, his role in the team. Anyway, I don't want to totally. talk about him again either. No. All
1: right. Third, if our wingbacks are as bad as they are, how can we play the same formation? I feel like we've probably already really spoken about wingbacks and stuff mm. in, in this formation. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we, if for Conte, you need elite wingbacks. We don't have them at the moment. So yep. we can't. <laughs> like we, We can't. We no. can't. Ideally, we'd want to change the formation a bit, but Conte doesn't seem to want to. And mm-hmm. so I think until... If we get Poro in, if we get a doggy in, I hope, sorry, well, a doggy is in, but if we get Poro in and the next season it's Poro and a doggy is the, the, the lead wing backs, maybe that makes us a lot better. And I think going forward, we'd be incredible. Um, mm, mm. Maybe that's what Conte is kind of holding out for.
0: Yeah. If he's here. <laughs> um, yeah. Fourth, does Conte deserve criticism for his stubborn style? hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the answer. Yes. All right. Next yeah. one.
1: <laughs> How likely is it will that Kane will be sold this summer? Uh, with Chelsea's buying spree, will a bunch of Chelsea players be up for sale? And who are the potential players Spurs uh, should look for?
0: Well, I would be surprised if Chelsea sell to us. Um, and I would be even more surprised if they offered us a player within our budget that we wanted. And it wasn't just like, do you guys want... Um, do you want um, Mr. Trump Jr.? Uh, do you want him? No. Okay. Do you want Azpilicueta? He's 400 years old. No. Okay. Um, like, I don't think that's that's going to happen. I think Chelsea will sell to Europe or to teams lower down the table. I don't think they'll be selling to us.
1: Also, Chelsea have no evidence that they know how to sell because they're if they're completely overvaluing all the players that they're buying, they're probably going to overvalue all the players that they're trying to sell to. Mm. So I think mm. if you're gonna go deal with Chelsea, <laughs> they're also wanting to balance the books from this stupid spending spree. So mm. I think Chelsea's a no go for any players. Mm. Uh, On to like yeah. Kane. There's been a lot made of Kane would be happy to stay at Spurs. Kane, Kane this, came that. I feel like we're probably in the same situation that we've always been in with Kane. Like I don't think much has changed there. Yeah, really at this stage. Yeah, I don't
0: think there's. I don't. It feels different for some reason than previously with Kane where with Kane not in the sense of where he's at but almost as if he wanted to go I don't maybe it's because we're playing so badly I feel like I wouldn't flip out as much as I did (laughs) unless of course he does do another golfing session with Mr. Neville then yes but I'm kind of like well of course I want you to stay but you know if you go I won't be happy about it and I'm also not like um, like, yeah, we don't deserve him. Like, it's just like, well, I guess, like that sucks.
1: Yeah. So many of the ways that people yeah. talk about it, it's it's very it's it's trying to encourage certain responses and answers mm. from people. Because if people go, Would you begrudge this great man the chance to go and play for glory somewhere else and win some titles? And then people <laughs> come in like, Yeah, you never win it at our shit club. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's just like Look, to be honest, if Kane wanted to go again and we sold him and we got a decent price for him, I'd be like, fine. Like, totally <laughs> fine. Um, I think that would mean that Conte's going and we, we've got someone else in. And I'm like, fine. At this stage, if that's the cycle of life with Kane, then he'll leave as our record goal scorer. He would have scored a couple of hundred Premier League goals for us. Mm. Fine. I don't want him to go, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't care as much as I think when it all sparked up with City just because about how it was done and how it was handled. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. But yeah, uh, yep. we also don't know Kane and Conte could be so tight behind the scenes that they're sitting there and Conte's like, you know what, Harry, don't like this season might be a bit crap, but I don't really care if we qualify for Champions League, and we're we're gonna buy this player, like it'll be it'll be okay. Mm. Like I'm not that stressed. Like so mm. much of them each day can't be them just walking around the training ground furious, angry, and everything. So they could be quite tight, and it could be fine, and.
0: Um Well, that was the five from uh, Sammy Z. I hope that um, fulfilled your uh, quota of knowledge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess uh, the last question we have today, uh, which is from Doherty's Left Foot, on the Kane front as well, was, does it go under discussed how shit Kane's nickname is? He's one of the best footballers of all time. I agree. Uh, About to be the club's record goalscorer, pretty much. Uh, Already has a two-syllable name and his nickname is literally just the first letter of his name. Uh, nobody else has that. They don't call Dyer E or Hoiber P. Dunno,
0: gents. Seems weird. Um, Well, I'm so pleased you brought this up because I've actually been campaigning with Sky Sports to discuss this on its own show, its own panel show, mm-hmm. where we, we come together and we brainstorm every... It's every episode goes for three hours and we're just brainstorming names around. Um, Crazy Kane, um, Helicopter, um, (laughs) the... uh, uh, (laughs) That was one. Um, uh, That was Gary Neville's. Um, And, you you know, we we come up with a name and then we present it to Harry Kane in sort of like a gender reveal footballing party. He kicks the ball and then his nickname comes out. Um, So thank you so much for bringing this up. I really appreciate it. Um, If you would like to contact me on the Discord... Uh, to join my corporation, um, it does cost money. Um, just let me know. Doherty's left foot.
1: Is this a one-off uh, game show, or is this every week
0: people are pitching to game? This is nightly. This is not. Oh, this is nightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like a Tonight Show. Is it? <laughs> it's like a Tonight Show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, I also have helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> like hurricane. Hurricane. What do you think of Hurricane? Because I know that's the one that sort of fans call him.
0: Imagine people calling you Hurricane. That would be awful.
1: Yeah. It, it sort of feels like, I don't think I've ever really said it as in, I mean, we're saying it now, but mm. I haven't said it like during a game, Kane scored. I'm like, oh, the Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever, maybe because like Hurricane's attributed to um, Reuben Carter. Portrayed by Denzel Washington.
0: I, did, I didn't know the answer. But it was like a man yeah.
1: wrongfully accused and locked up um, who of, of crimes he didn't commit. It's like a story from like the 50, oh. 60s or something. And um, yeah, it was a film from like maybe 20 years ago. But it was like mm. Reuben Hurricane Carter. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah, Hurricane I've never
0: connected with as a name. On the Yeah, neither have I. On that though, you've just mentioned What if Kane's nickname was Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone call me Rocky from now on. <laughs> Rocky. If you don't call me that, call me Rocky Four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kane says he'll stay. H says he'll stay at the club
1: if everyone starts calling him Rocky Four.
0: Rocky, yeah. <laughs> and look, I guess the underneath all of this, I actually don't mind the nickname H at all. I think it's quite good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it sounds okay. It's um, I know we've we've mentioned this so many times, but it's still just so funny that video where Son's going around with the FIFA cards. Oh. Hey, where's H? And then they cut to mm. a shot of him, which is in a different place Weeks. of the trading ground, and it's with yeah. Harry Weeks. He's like, "Ah, oh, H, the one I was looking for." <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, all right." Harry's clearly not here because he's trying to go to City.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, far out. That was funny. Um, I mean, what are the other nicknames like? Uh, you've got um, <laughs> Decky, Decky or Kulu, yeah, or Lol- Lolo, Lolo, that... Lolo for Benton Kerr. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, what else? Um, uh, the Irish Spear for Doherty, <laughs> for Doherty <laughs> yep. that's a well-known one. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's, there's, oh uh, uh, Cootie, Cootie,
0: Cootie Romero. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. I'm sure there's probably others that we don't know about. Like surely, mm. like surely Eric Dyer is mm. not just Eric.
0: Yeah. I reckon he's called Diesel. <laughs> Diesel, I like <laughs> that. I like that yeah, for yeah. that. That kind of fits him a little bit. <laughs> I imagine Ben Davies' nickname is Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. Um, yeah. Daddy Davies, Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben. Um, oh,
1: Barney, you're that. Right. You've played an absolute blinder with Diesel.
0: Diesel, yeah. It 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 suits oh, him. The man with the iron head. It suits him. I think. Well, the issue is that you know we've got Decky, Cootie, like if you do that to Harry Kane's name, it's just Harry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Harry.
1: Yeah. Like Son uh, Sonny. Everyone seems to call him Sonny. Yeah. In things. Um, Pierre, Pierre must have one.
0: Yeah. 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 What is it? I'm going to Google it.
1: Yeah. So Hugo's one is apparently St. Laurice. <laughs> French media called him St. Laurice, which is a play on the nickname of Ica Casillas, who must have been St. Saint- Eco or something like that.
0: Oh, apparently, uh, Pierre gave uh, Eric Diet the nickname "the English Viking." <laughs> that always sounds like someone doesn't really understand the nickname game. Yeah, the only thing that's coming up is the ni- the nickname. Um, <laughs> There's articles about, why is uh, Pierre-Emile called Cement Mixer? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no, I hate that that's his, like, gone into folklore as his nickname. I kind of like it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I guess, um, I've, I've just seen uh, Ivan Perisic, Cocker? Cocker. Cocker, K-O-K-A. Right,
0: okay. Cocker. Sesnyong. Cess, um, yeah. Yep. That's a that's an easy one. Um, Brian Hill, but Brian Hill's just like the the little beetle or something. The little beetle.
1: Yeah, they also call him Little Croif. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if like Oliver Skip. I wonder if he's got one. Skippy. Skippy. Ugh, that's a bit boring. Yeah. I want something fun. I want like give me something fun, like Diesel. Like Diesel. Diesel is <laughs> so good. I reckon Dyer though he'd probably he'd probably walk around train like just call me spotless. Yeah, spotless, just a bit of promo for my brand here. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw him. He's on like some WeWork ad, yeah, because like I think spotless have got to fit out there. It's like, oh,
0: I'm mate. Big Diesel making moves in the uh, Big Diesel making moves. Maybe we should try and you know, he uh, he's got an Instagram. Maybe we should uh, hey, just wanting to know if we can call you Diesel. <laughs> like a, I don't know who you are and I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, he won't even reply, but. I love that. Um, just the idea of a comment is so polite. Just be like, hmm. hey,
1: hey there, no worries if not, but just wondering, um, could
0: we call you Diesel? <laughs> yeah, he puts up something about his company and then we write underneath, hi, excuse me, sorry to bother you. We're just wondering if we could call you Diesel in private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and of course, um,
1: Opombo for... Oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's such yeah. a good one. Um, look, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, uh, the fact that you've come up with diesel and
0: yeah.
1: H maybe H remains H for now. And we, uh, what about H train H train? Oh, kind of, kind of rhymes as well. Mm, yeah. Age train and then imagine Harry's like, yeah, I kind of I quite like Thomas the tank engine, so I'm fine with that.
0: It's- yeah, yeah. It's actually one of my favorite shows. It's actually much deeper than other people realise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we uh <laughs> we just kind of cosplay as that and uh I'm Thomas <laughs> and Eric's the fat controller
0: and Yeah. yeah. Uh uh Dougherty's Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: Imagine that. Hey, so dies like trying to watch some art house film for their movie club. And hey, Cain's is like, you know what, man? what about Thomas? Just a quick episode of Thomas
0: before bed? <laughs> yeah. What is that? A new crime drama? Yeah, yeah sort of. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's got Ringo Starr in it, Diesel. Yeah. It's got Ringo Starr. <laughs>
1: oh, that would get Brian Hill interested.
0: Yeah, it would. He'd be like, where? Where? Yeah.
1: Duh, Daddy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> little beetle little beetle um that only just clicked for me
1: what the after
0: we brought, after we discussed you said that and then I was like oh as in like the beetles I was thinking I was like why is he being referred to as a bug oh okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um oh okay, hang on uh I just saw um Fraser Forster the sp- <laughs> Spanish media gave him the nickname the great wall <laughs> Great. (laughs) And in Spanish, that's La Gran Morala.
0: La Gran Morala.
1: That's when he was playing for Celtic and one game he apparently just had a blinder and just shut down Messi. Must have saved a bunch of his shots and they called him the Great
0: Wall. I thought he was called Frying Pan Hands. Yeah, I think that's the other one. That's the Wall. The Slapper, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You get slapped by him, you die, mate. You die. That would be... All right. Well, should we leave it there?
1: (laughs) And now that we've dissolved into this, Uh, yeah, that's a good place to leave it. That's a good place. Yeah. Uh, I think next game we've got Preston North End in the cup. Yes, we do. Yeah. And then we have City again after that. Woohoo! Who cares about results? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Hopefully, we sign someone next in the next week.
0: If a double-decker bus crashes into us, to die by diesel side (laughs) would be a wonderful way to die.
1: Maybe we just cut on that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.